0: So, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh And a very good afternoon And a very good evening I be to all of you It's already 11.14pm And it's Wednesday The 4th of March 2020 And today I'm back with a different topic to discuss on We I always discuss about this mental illnesses or mental uh, depression. The last issue was about the medical depression, or the history of the medical depression itself. But before we go to our topic, main topic for today, that is a little bit about self love and what is it about self love. So most of the people knows what self love is, but let us uh, dive into the topic of self-loathing uh right after this break. This is a very new song uh given by <coughs> uh my friend Sean and he already provided this song for for like three or six <laughs> three or four four months ago and I have this opportunity to use his music for this podcast so Right after this music, uh, short intro music from my friend Sean. Uh, You can follow him on Instagram, it's shonymusic02. And um, we'll be back into the topic right after this. Hopefully that this episode does not end up like the last episode because uh I have I have problem with my microphone right now and sometimes it records the audio and sometimes it does not. So <laughs> eventually I need to uh bear with this quality before I change my phone up probably in a few weeks uh in coming and so, without further ado, let's jump into our main topic for today that is self self-loathing and this uh, article I find it very interesting as um it's it's from a consciousrethink dot and this uh article uh title is 11 symptoms of a self-loathing mindset plus how to overcome it so I will be starting to read the articles we are our own worst critics truly up for things that others would never even think about let alone berate us for and we often hold ourselves up to damn near impossible standards and that's all pretty normal what can be a cause for concern is when several contributing factors all team up to make us truly despise ourselves which can have some pretty devastating consequences if not sorted out sooner rather than later it can leak out into daily life and wreak havoc on our relationships, work, and overall well-being. Later, we'll explore some of the key symptoms of a self-loathing mindset. But before we do so, let's ask where it comes from. So, the roots of self-loathing. Let's be clear, there is no singular cause of self-loathing. The human mind is too complex to distill into one catch all reason, but we can try to identify some of the things that may contribute to a less than rosy pictures of oneself. Some people may learn to loathe themselves after years of neglect as a child. They may be thought to have a low opinion of themselves. Due to the way they are treated and spoken to, their caregivers may have may have driven home the message that they are worthless or useless and undeserving of love. And the child grows up believing this. See- Emotional and psychological abuse as an adult can dismantle an otherwise healthy self image and lead belief and thoughts. Trauma at any stage of life can cause large shift in the way we view ourselves and our self esteem. Singular events can cause ripples that spread out to our future and erode the foundations of our self-concept often experienced as part of a wider de- depression self-loathing can also have a chemical cause. The brains of sufferers might not function the way they should and this can lead to an imbalance of certain chemical processes and some people may have brains that are wired differently to others which leads to a hatred of oneself the wiring this wiring and the resulting chemical changes may be linked to a person's experiences and they can also have a genetic factor the writer also said about the self loathing is often self reinforcing. Have you ever heard of confirmation bias? It's the tendency of the human mind to search for evidence that supports its belief or it interpret as the evidence that might be contradicts its beliefs as false. So if you believe in a particular idea that climate change is not due to the actions of mankind, for example, you not only seek out evidence that confirms your view but you discredit anything that may contradict it, while simultaneously ignoring flaws in the supporting evidence. What does this have to do with self-loathing? Well people don't hate themselves for no reason. They may have a long list of things about themselves that they don't like, flaws they believe they have, aspects of their bodies or mind or even their spirits that they think are wrong in one way or another and they look for ways to confirm these thoughts and believe while refuting anything that might suggest otherwise the evidence they find to confirm their self-loves is often tenuous at best and sometimes a pure fabrication of their own minds failures of any kind are seen entirely as negatives and not as the learning experiences that they truly are they are simply an excuse for them to beat themselves up even more to belittle their abilities and deem themselves incapable and incompetent when they interact with other people they watch they watch for any response that may confirm their belief and if these are not forthcoming they may bait people into them or simply make them up in their mind they see things in other people's behavior as somehow a reflection of their own self-worth <coughs> they lap up criticism while ignoring grace they hone in on the tiniest of details while ignoring the overall context and sentiment they want to believe that their self-loathing is entirely justified and or they don't want to believe that it may not be justified right <coughs> about the symptoms of self-loathing. When someone despises themselves, it influences the way they think and behave. These thoughts and actions can be considered symptoms of the overarching belief that the person is not good or deserving in any way. There are many, but here are 11 of the most common ways of overarching beliefs. Number one, the under or overeating. Many people who struggle with self-loathing punish themselves with food, either by not eating enough of it or bingeing. Those who deny themselves food often feel like they don't deserve the nourishment or they'll deny themselves everything except food they dislike as a sort of punishment for even existing. <coughs> Those who overeat do so in order to feel shame later. It's a solid excuse for despising themselves point number two physical neglect people may stop bathing regularly stop brushing their hair or teeth wearing the same clothes to sleep in the way they wore during the day etc etc <coughs> they stop caring about their physical appearance and neglect even the basic of personal hygiene, not necessarily because they truly don't care but they may feel like they don't deserve to look or feel good. (coughs) They punish themselves with neglect and then feel validated in hating themselves more and more. Defeatism. Number three. <coughs> Open quote. Why bother trying? I'm just going to suck at it anyway. End quote. Open quote. I'm going to fail at this. End quote. This isn't going to work. End quote. This negative self-talk like that. Sets a person up for failure, which reinforces their sense of self loathing and also shame. It also prevents them from taking part in anything that might bring them joy or fulfillment, since they've convinced themselves ahead of time that they'll suck at anything they try. Point number four is self sacrifice either in an attempt to punish themselves for various reasons or in a feeble attempt to gain worth in other people's eye people who suffer with self-loathing will often sacrifice themselves in any number of different ways since they can't jump up any feelings of pride for themselves they try to appear noble in action so others will take pity on them and value them for their method, maternum. In their suffering, they gain a measure of self worth, even if the actions they take are destroying them and everyone around them. Point number five: Acquiescence. The person who despises them. Their life circumstances may just lie back and take it instead of doing anything about it. They may complain bitterly about the hand they have been held. They have been dealt, but if given the chance to actually improve their circumstances, they choose to be passive and just keep taking it instead. As soon as that happened. They would begin to heal but instead they cling. They cling to the idea of their negative self-talk. Point number six Hostility towards perceived threats They might decide to dislike appear at work. Because they think the other person is valued more highly than they are, or more likely to receive the promotion they want. They may lash out at a romantic partner for talking to another person because they think the other is better, more attractive, or more successful than they are, and that their partner will leave them for the other. Everything is a threat to the small piece of comfort they may have dug for themselves and they will freak out if anything threatens that even in theory. Point seven, Unnecessary spending When one hates oneself for a number of reasons, happiness and fulfillment are often gained by material possessions. A person might have a collection that they add to whenever they have cash to play with or they will go on shopping sprees in the hope that maybe just maybe this new stuff will be the magical key to making them feel fulfilled instead of hollow and full of shame and self-hatred. Some people even choose to spend great cops of money on other people to try to prove that they are worth being liked. This can alienate the very people they are trying to get close to as there aren't many who feel comfortable being barrashed with stuff, especially if it's expensive. Point number eight. Isolation. A lot of people who wallow in self-loathing tend to isolate themselves. Sometimes it's because they feel like they don't truly belong in any social group and everyone around them hates them anyway. So instead of feeling like a stranger, alienated and alone even in a group, they will hide away alone instead. If invited out, they will consider it to be a pity and may convince themselves that nobody else understands them and they will just spend time alone at home wishing things were different but not doing anything to make that a reality. Point number nine, the drugs and or alcohol abuse. Intoxicants can work wonders to numb uncomfortable or unwanted emotions and they have the added benefit of making the user feel absolutely horrible the next day. People suffer from self-loathing. They tend to feel that they deserve the hangovers and fall out from their drug abuse. They feed off their own shame and end up getting high, high or drunk all over again to escape the shameful hurting feelings. It's a continuous cycle that is difficult to break free from, especially if a person has been stuck in that rut for many years there's a certain comfort to be found in self-cruelty alas point number ten relationship sabotage since a lot of self loathing people feel that they don't deserve love or beauty or kindness or anything other than a kick to the stomach when they are already down many of them will sabotage their relationships in order to keep others from getting too close to them. They might neglect or be physically abusive towards their partners or cheat on them or just mistreat them in general and then when the partner leaves they feel justified in their behaviour because, hell, they left, didn't they? Some self-loathers will even go so far as to abandon and ghost their partners, even if they really love them and want to be with them. The rationale being that they are rather take charge and hurt on their own terms than risk being surprised and hurt when their loved one eventually left them. to that kind of abandonment to be a noble gesture, they feel that since they will inevitably end up hurting those they love, it's somehow better for them to set their loved one free. Free from the hurt they might possibly inflict. And last point, number 11, refusal to get help. Sadly, one of the greatest hallmark of self-loathing is the refusal to get any kind of help. A person who is mired in this kind of mindset has a tendency to brush off any suggestion of the sort because they know that it won't help, that nothing will help and that any attempt they will make will fail and all therapist counselors will just put them on mats or pretend to listen to their problems. So there's just no point. They might even be afraid that if they free themselves from it, it was just be a temporary fix and would then come back again with a vengeance. So, this refusal to get help is one of the very reasons why those close to the self-loaters end up frustrated and eventually defeated by their behavior. You can't help a person who isn't willing to help themselves and no amount of reassurance or unconditional love will force a person to get the help they need. So, that is the Eleven points that as given by the writer and I'll be taking this short break and continuing on how to tackle the feelings of self-right after this. Talking about this topic self-love, I I seems to have a little bit of uh experience with uh, self loath as for myself and also I tend to have a few friends which have this characteristic has been uh, written by this uh, writer earlier on but uh putting that aside let us continue to the ways of how to tackle the feelings of self-loathing. How to tackle feelings of self-loathing? When a person does want to get out of the mindset they're in, how do they go about it? Firstly, it's worth saying that it is possible to transform the way you think about yourself. Your life can be better for it. You have to show a willingness to work on yourself. Any change of this magnitude will take time and effort. There is no magic cure. Change is a process and the path is not always a straight one there will be setbacks and you may not always be able to see what's coming around in the next bit but if you stick to it the path will eventually lead to a new and more positive way of thinking about yourself professionals can help As discussed above a person who is mired in self-loathing might be skeptical about how much a professional therapist or counselor will help. To combat this they must suspend their disbelief and remain open-minded to the possibility that this professional knows what they are talking about. They may not trust themselves but they must trust in the advice they receive and commit to implement any suggestions made. Rather than resist the process I'm sorry rather than resist the process they might try to approach it with an attitude of what have I got to lose? They must defy their divitism. <coughs> They might not believe it is going to work, but they must not make excuses for not trying. This in itself, is a battle because they will likely believe that they are unworthy of feeling good about themselves. Point two: reverse the confirmation bias. Earlier on, we explained how a person's confirmation bias. Can reinforce the self-loathing they feel, but the same mechanism can be used to combat those very feelings For it to work, a person must try to remain conscious of their own thoughts and behaviors and they must guide those thoughts to a different place to that which they would naturally go. In a negative feedback loop you will seek out information that confirms your self-loathing beliefs. In a positive feedback loop, you can seek out information that confirms just how valuable you are as a person. You purposely look for instances that show your true worth. These will often be small things, but they have a cumulative effect. Perhaps you made a click laugh. Maybe you cook your family a delicious meal that they were quick to compliment. When anything like this happens, simply ask what it means. Be, be critical in your thinking and put yourself in the shoes of an observer. What would they think if they saw these things? What impression would they get of that person? Hopefully, the answer each time should be that they are adding to the world in which they find themselves and the life they share with others they are a net contributor society benefits from their presence they matter to others the more you look for these things the more your mind can form a positive bias that it can confirm each time but there is another part of the equation every time your mind reverts to its current tendency to seek the negative. You ought to take the thought and be as critical as you can with it. This means really inspecting whether or not your interpretation is of the fact it correct is correct. So, if you believe that someone dislikes you because of what they said or did, ask whether this is truly the case, or whether your mind has merely implied this reason based on spurious evidence, and if you think you are stupid, try to consider times where your knowledge and expertise has counted, times when someone's had relied on you because you knew something that they did because you knew something that they didn't. Basically, you have to push back against your initial negative response and question its validity. The more often you can do this while priming the positive bias pump at the same time, the more you'll be able to shift your mindset. Next point, to self-acceptance and beyond. You see, the feelings you have for yourself sits somewhere along a spectrum from self-loathing to self-love. Self-acceptance sits somewhere in the middle, like a figure given in the article. is It's a line graph and at the most left is self-loathing in the middle part is self-acceptance and the right part is self-love right now you may put yourself at the far left of this line and slowly move along to towards the center self-acceptance is enough to aim for right now Self-love is something that almost everybody strives for, But the truth is, most people struggle with it. If you can keep the positive confirmation bias going and hold the negative confirmation bias in its track, you'll eventually find yourself moving in a positive direction along the line. Well. There is two dots right now in the line graph you today and you tomorrow is closer to self acceptance. You will experience setback along the way. There will be some resistance to this change from deep within your unconscious side. It shouldn't discourage you to know there will be struggles. We all face struggles and overcoming them can be some of the most empowering moments of your life but it's best to be mentally prepared for them the key is persistence and consistency you ought not to be complacent when you find yourself moving in the right direction good mental health is a lot like good physical health it requires you to maintain good habits for life. Just like dieters, you can see their weight yo-yo if it is possible to experience a back and forth of your self-esteem. But what exactly is this self-acceptance you are aiming for? It is a mindset that allows you to look at who you are right here and right now And accept it The good and the bad It's not a feeling of powerlessness It's not you saying I can't change who I am It's you saying This is who I am today And I accept this reality But I know That I have it within me To change and grow As a person End quote It takes lots of mental energy to not accept who you are. It is a form of denial. And as soon as you release yourself to the reality of what is, the energy can be used for other things. So, keep yourself acceptance as you aim. So, in the end part, of this article. Uh, the writer has written in this article, we've spoken about the roots of self-loathing, we've looked at some of the symptoms of it, and we explored ways to overcome this mentality and move towards a more peaceful and content place. And note self-loathing is a prison within the mind, it may feel familiar and secure, and you may not want to taste the freedom. It exists on the outside, but once you do, you realize how restricted you really were. Be good to yourself. Know you are worthy of feeling good. And this article was written by Catherine Winter on 13th August 2019. This is a very, very recent article, and a very good article to read as for our self self discovery journey on Overjoyed TV Podcast and I really recommend you to read more about the the articles in A Conscious Rethink and you can learn a lot of stuff about your thinking about spiritual connections, you know, socializing uh, relationships, guilt trippings, and I think it's a very great place to start as to mind, body, spirit, uh, love. In a in a very simple website, and thank you so much for listening. I will be talking to you guys later with a different topic. Uh, in the next episode, thank you for listening, and I bid you guys uh, good night. Have a nice day. Thank you and assalamualaikum.